right, welcome back, everybody. This is the Taking Back Happiness podcast, the podcast where we talk about happiness and how you can have more of it. And today, I'm joined by Cortland from uh, the Up All Night podcast. Uh, and if you look him up, you might find it also under Private Island Presents. Now, the reason why I'm excited about this particular podcast and this guest uh, is because we are going to be talking about nostalgia, uh, specifically Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, popular kids shows um, on Nickelodeon and at times Cartoon Network. But I want to talk about that today in Cortland. I'm excited to have you today. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on. I really, uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, I, I've been excited for this, especially you were one of the first people I thought of when I started this podcast, because I knew I was going to have an episode about nostalgia. And I figured you'd be the right person to cover it. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm honored. Yeah. Nostalgia is just so much fun, especially 90s nostalgia. It's, it's fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, and there's nothing better, you know, and I've often, especially with COVID in the last two years, I reflect a lot on that. Um, going through my life, there've been times where I'm like, okay, I need to take kind of like a, a list here of all the things that make me happy. And one of the things that always comes back is like anything from the nineties, anything nostalgia right. always brings me back some happiness. Yeah. I'm, I'm there with you, man. I love to revisit all the good stuff that I grew up with and, and having like these, uh, you know, adult eyes on things, kind of pick up on other things within the episodes, within the, the video games you used to play, the movies you used to watch, you know, music you used to listen to, just kind of getting a whole new take on it. Are you on TikTok? Do you use anything on TikTok? I am on TikTok. I don't have a lot of success on TikTok, though, so I tend to kind of forget about it sometimes. And uh, social media is just really difficult these days. <laughs> God, I know. Um, there's a channel on TikTok that I love, and it's kind of like a, it's kind of a retro nostalgia podcast too. But the, yeah. I, I don't have the name off the top of my head. But basically, this guy or this person, they created a room, and I don't know mm -hmm. where if it's in their house or their garage or whatever. But they turned it into like what used to be a blockbuster. So like they've got VHS <laughs> tapes all over the walls. They've got some yeah. like. 90s comics and magazines and then like an, a candy for or i mean an aisle for candy and uh, a couple tvs up with some movies playing and i'll tell you what that is that if that if i could sum up my happy place that would be it right there <laughs> yes that's a dream right um i wonder is that uh blockbuster still open i think there's one left in the united states i'm not sure if it's still open or not though man i'll tell you what, i don't know I, I feel like it would have been pretty hard <laughs> through covid right uh, probably. Yeah. I know. I mean, around here, at least like we had some family videos, but they just went under, I think due to COVID. So we're down to like yeah. nothing like red box, essentially. <laughs> I just, you know, I, there was something about that. Like I talk about this all the time, you know, is like going like back in the day, um, my family and I, we like on Friday nights, you know, we'd go to Blockbuster yeah. after work and school. And that was our thing. We'd go to Blockbuster and we'd pick out a couple movies maybe grab mm -hmm. some candy and some snacks and then we go home and watch them. And that was like our thing. And I just so much good memories from that. Yeah. I see. I used to rent video games primarily um, through like local rental shops and things. But one of the things I used to love doing was kind of breaking away from the parents and going down like the horror aisles and just looking yes. at all of the amazing covers. I, I swear yeah. that like, that's like my introduction to horror was just looking at like, um, you know, the Evil Dead cover where it's like the skull with the eyes or uh, Silence of the Lambs was the one that I really remembered with like the moth in the mouth. 
Yes, absolutely. I did the same thing too. You know, it was kind of like, <laughs> you know, while my parents were out looking for a, a video for them, I myself and maybe like my, my brother, we'd go on our own adventure looking for something. And so I, I good, love yes. that too. I just love going down all the aisles and just looking at all the different selections, you know, like all the things mm-hmm. you didn't know existed. Um, yeah. God, it's such good memories. And then of course, yeah, at my local, we had a Hollywood video and a blockbuster. Yep. Um, the Hollywood video had its own gaming section, which I always loved because that was like <laughs> when you could go in and like they had, you know, an Xbox or something hooked up and you could play a video game there while, you know, like while you were waiting or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was the best. That's also that's also where the release of like Halo came out. I remember going with my uncle um, to like one of those like late night like grand opening things where it's like the <laughs> release of some Halo game came out. And people were all lined up there at midnight. Ah, good times. Um, all right, they so were, yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk about happiness. So, um, okay. I, I assume that your podcast and the nostalgic things you do on your podcast are related because those are things you really enjoy. Those things bring you happiness. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I will say like my whole podcast career kind of started because um, my co-host Brandon, he lives um, in Australia and I'm East coast United States. I mean, I grew up with him, but you know, he moved to Australia to uh, be with his wife and have a family. And it's really wonderful. We're over, over there for him. But one of the things I was kind of missing was that interaction we used to have. Cause we used to, you know, play games all the time. You know, we were watching movies all the time and, you know, and then he kind of, kind of left and I was getting away from him. And I was like, you know, I, I was going down to like talking about like once a month, you know, through, uh, Facebook messenger and stuff. And, and I messaged him one day. I was like, Hey, you want to start a podcast? <laughs> and he was like, sure. But you know, what are we going to do it on? And I was like, well, there was this old show I remember as a kid and I've really wanted to revisit for some quite some time now called, are you afraid of the dark? And uh, he never watched it, but you know, I grew up enjoying the episodes and uh, we were We were deciding it was between that and kind of like old cheesy, you know, like eighties horror movies or something. And uh we decided to go with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mostly because we could get it for free, <laughs> you know, through yeah. like daily motion and stuff. Um, but yeah, we started we started from there and uh, we went through every single episode. It was a really fantastic part of my life, you know, uh, waking up on Saturday mornings to record with him and, you know, working through the week doing the editing and stuff. It, it's so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for everybody listening, I was actually talking to Cortland about this before we started recording, which was that um, his podcast is part of the reason I got went back to go watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, yeah. That was one of my all time favorite shows growing up as a kid. I always liked spooky things. You know, I always enjoyed, you know, goosebumps. And but I think Are You Afraid <laughs> of the Dark might have been like the first spooky show that I got into. Um, for sure and, it, yeah. and it's weird like when i was really young is when it was popular or at least on but then as i started getting older um it kind of just went away it just kind of did its thing and fizzled out but i always remembered that show um and just nothing nothing else really quite compared to it you know like goosebumps was its own thing it, you can't really compare goosebumps and are you afraid of the dark because it was like two different things i felt like um and yeah. You know, like I felt like Are You For The Dark was like late 80s going into the 90s, whereas like Goosebumps, the TV show anyways, was like, you know, mid 90s going into the early 2000s. 
for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I've, I've always, you know, I watched a, a little bit of Goosebumps growing up, but, you know, Goosebumps came out around 90, 1996, whereas Are You Afraid of the Dark was kind of just ending for the first time at that period. So I was watching a lot of reruns of it on Nickelodeon. Um, but I've always felt like um, Are You Afraid of the Dark was a little more like a little darker, you know, for kids. Yeah. It was It was the perfect... Like, I feel like Goosebumps is probably the perfect first step for somebody just getting into horror. And then Are You Afraid of the Dark is like that next step for kids. And uh, it's a really great experience. I think it really introduced a lot of our generation into horror. And um, I always enjoy it. Like going back through it as an adult, there's so many things that you pick up on. You know, every every episode has its own musical score, Um, you know, different directors. You kind of pick up on their their stylings of everything. And it's just really solid stories a lot of fun to go back and watch and all the episodes really honestly they hold up today yeah for sure i know i i even today you know i still like i have a couple seasons of are you afraid of the dark on my amazon account and i just like you know sometimes i just like it for the background you know especially once we start getting into fall and we're starting to get close to like halloween and stuff that's just that was always a special time of year for me growing up i don't know i'm not really sure why i don't know that there was ever (laughs) something that I connected with or whatever, but just growing up, that's just what we did. You know, I liked going trick-or-treating with my friends. I liked yeah. just, my dad would turn my, our garage into a, like a little haunted house kind of thing every year. And so it was always like that. We always had something, um, almost equivalent to Christmas. You know what I mean? Like For sure, we celebrated, yeah. we did stuff. And so like, I feel like I don't have that as much now as an adult. I live in a neighborhood in the city. So like, I don't like, there aren't any trick or treaters. Like we don't ever have to do the house up or anything like that. So I feel like we totally miss that. I feel like even in my old neighborhood nowadays, like back when I was, you know, 1994 to, you know, 2000 or whatever, when I did trick or treating, uh, my neighborhood was always like full of children and, you know, you got to look at costumes and stuff, but even nowadays, I mean, the neighborhood that I grew up in is pretty barren um, in terms of trick-or-treaters. I feel like everybody has kind of uh, found the area in their, you know, city or their town that it's like, that's where you go for the candy. So, you know, they have their parents drive them to them and they drive, drive to each house and stuff. It's not, it's not quite as exciting as it was back when we were kids. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's such a shame. Um, I mean, honestly, a lot of things aren't as exciting as they used to be as when we were kids, which I think think is kind of the like, uh, you know, the dramatic shame of this generation where we are right now. And so, I mean, I guess we can shift from that into like, what do you think? Like, how are you doing through the last two years? Like, have you struggled with being happy? Have you had times where you're just like, man, I don't know what to do? I would say like with me, you know, the podcast that we started, we, we got it started about um, March of 2019 or so. And um, I think it's really kind of shaped who I am in terms of like hobbies and finding like all that free time I devote to the podcast. And it makes me happy because I get to, you know, make other people smile and laugh through nostalgia and through, are you afraid of the dark and goosebumps now? And um, it's been, it's been a rock for me. Um, for sure. I mean, it got me through COVID. I was laid off. I had a factory job during COVID. So uh, during the time I was laid off due to that, I mean, I really just focused on my family and my podcast. And um, yeah, I think, I think finding like that right hobby, that right niche and, and kind of getting together with communities that are interested in that, like it is a great time to kind of get together with people with like, like-minded um, hobbies, you know, between this, you know, talking with people on Twitter about, 
what you're interested in uh, to Facebook groups. They're really great. For sure. Yeah. I think that that's important. You know what I mean? That's, you know, you touched on something important there, which is, you know, the communication aspect, the actually having people to talk to, you know, that's something that I struggle with right now is over the last two years, I feel like people are less inclined to talk and want to be in conversation. That's not of a political yeah. nature or COVID related nature. Um, it's, I have found myself not, you know, not by my own wanting to, but I feel like at least for myself and people I'm around, we've become more secluded. Um, and yeah. there's not as many people talking. So, I mean, that makes me happy to hear you say that you're having those conversations and talking with people in those kinds of groups, because that's, that's what we need. We need each other. That's why it, it makes me so sad to see the divide right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will say, even within the hobby of podcasting, um, you know, I feel like some people kind of go into podcasting like, oh, I'm going to make a show. I'm going to make a whole bunch of money off of it. I'm going to make sure I get all the listeners I can. But really, the communities are very supportive of each other. I mean, I definitely am. Whenever I see somebody coming up with a new show or something, I'm always the first one to come in for them and be like, hey, if you ever need any tips on editing, like if you want to know how I do things, like just let me know. I'm here to help you. Like I want you to succeed too. And, you know, the kind of mindset is like, oh, people only have enough, enough time in a day to listen to so many shows or whatever. But like, if as long as you ignore that kind of stuff and you're, and you're good with people, like it's really it's really a place to grow each other. And um, I love being able to support other, other shows and other podcasts. Um, you know, have, I do guests on our show so that they can do some promotions and um, it's been really fun. I mean, I haven't come across many people at all that aren't, you know, friendly and wanting to kind of build each other up. That's cool. That's good. I'm, I'm really glad that you're having that experience, you know, and, mm -hmm. and there is so much good in this life, you know, and I think that that's one of the biggest injustices in our society is that, you know, people are overworked, people are, True. you know, wasting a lot of time in school. And I think that like you and my you yourself and myself are lucky that we have the time to dedicate to these kinds of hobbies and to this kind of stuff, yeah. um, to happiness, really, you know, and everybody this is kind of the point of this podcast is i'm hoping that everybody can make time for that you know it's not like i get it you know not everybody has time to make a podcast but you know what there it's are true. so many podcasts out there that you could find one that you connect with and listen to you know even if it's on your way to work or on your way home from work dedicate mm -hmm. that little bit of time to listening to a podcast something that you really connect with you know and there's so many good ones out there there's so many podcasts out they there they really are they're Oh, there are so many. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I, you know, with our show, I tend to kind of make sure I'm devoting enough time to the show, but kind of keeping that family balance too. So what I do is like, we record Saturday mornings, you know, Brandon and I record through Skype. Um, we each record our own audio. And then after the show's like finished, he'll send me his half and I edit them together. And I, I try to, you know, I wake up early in the mornings, you know, before work, kind of get some editing done every morning. So that way, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking away time from my family and things. Um, it's tough though. I mean, I feel like some people kind of think, well, I can just record an audio, you know, maybe like over my phone or something. I don't need to do any of that editing stuff. Like I'll just put it up there and people will come and, and listen to me. And it's, uh, it's hard. <laughs> I, I probably over edit our show, but, uh, you know, I spend probably a good like four minimum hours per episode, uh, making sure everything sounds nice and it's pleasant for the ears and, and people can kind of enjoy it and kind of 
you know, want to listen to other episodes and stuff. It's, it's fun though. I, I mean, I have a really good time doing it. I hope that you have a good time doing your podcast too. Yeah, no, I do. I, I enjoy getting to talk to people. Um, you know, I I actually host two podcasts right now, and my oh, other nice. podcast is uh, is about philosophy and religion and um, yeah. kind of spiritual things. So it can get a little heavy and it can get very deep. Um, so that's why I'm happy. I'm enjoying this podcast because I can kind of have more fun with it. I can kind of be a little For bit sure. more open and free. Whereas like this is a, that other one is kind of a very specific content. Um, but I'll share a funny thing that happened. Um, yesterday I was being interviewed for somebody else's podcast because I published a book this summer and, um, you know, sometimes I can't help myself. I, I like to talk deep. I like to have deep philosophical conversations. And um, the, gen- the gentleman that was interviewing me is a psychology student. And so, you know, I kind of just, I, I just kind of wanted to push the boundaries, you know, like I've been <laughs> interviewed on a bunch of podcasts lately and yeah. they all kind of ask the same questions, which is fine and is good. But sometimes I kind of just want to like, I want, let's just expand our minds a little bit. You know, like sometimes I can just throw something out there that it just like, you know, it makes everybody stop in their tracks and they're just like, huh, that's <laughs> interesting. I never yeah. thought of it like that. And so that happened yesterday on this guy's podcast. And um, I'm hoping he didn't, uh, I'm hoping that it wasn't too out of the bounds of conversation for him. But, um, you know, we were sitting there talking and, you know, he's asking me all the right questions, you know, asking about my time in the military and my book and these things. And I just I was like, you know what, can I ask you a question? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, um, who are you? And he was like, okay. He was like, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I'm, you know, this, he started listing off a bunch of things and I'm like, no, 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 not what are you, who are you? And he's like, and he just sat there and he was just like, I feel like this question shouldn't be that hard, but I'm struggling to answer right now. I'm like, cause you know that the answer that you want to give me isn't true. And it it went into this deep kind of like Morpheus and Neo conversation from the matrix. And um, I could tell that I had just brought him to a place that he hadn't been uh, at least, you know, maybe ever, or just in a little while, but it was fun. I, I, that is to me is good. I like having conversations that expand people's minds and makes them think, you know, we don't yeah, have a lot of time yeah. to think, you know, we have a lot of time to work and do things that don't make us happy. And that's my biggest point. Most of us spend, you know, it, even if it's 50, 50, if you're spending 50% of the time doing what makes you happy versus 50% of the time, stuff that doesn't make you happy. That's, that's mm-hmm. a crappy, that's not great. You know, like you not, only, if, yeah. you, if you only get one life, if you only get one shot at being a human being and doing this, God, why would you ever want to spend it doing half the time stuff you don't want to do? It's very true. Yeah. And not everybody getting, you know, not everybody's as lucky, you know, some people don't have that choice, you know, but I, that's why I want to offer people different avenues, you know, whether it's a podcast or a book or talking about nostalgia, I just, there's yeah. so many things to love about life. And I, I'm really happy to get to talk to people like yourself and kind of like bring that out in people. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is something that gets you nostalgic? Is it like a smell or a certain song? Like what's nostalgia for you? Yeah. Um, I probably resonate the most with, um probably like cartoons music 
cartoons, music, and maybe like junk food, you know, like maybe like candy <laughs> or something, you know, um, yeah. I'm pretty basic, but like, you know, I, I love things that take me back to good times. Right. And that's why I feel like I resonate so much with Halloween um, and, you know, fall is because of like what my dad used to do in our garage and going trick or treating and stuff. So uh, old cartoons, you know, like, or even like, uh, you know, Adult Swim, Toonami, like some mm -hmm. of the old shows like Dragon Ball Z or Gundam <laughs> Wing and Cowboy Bebop, like those, man, I just love them. For sure. Yeah, those are those are prime like 1999 to 2001 time period. Oh, I loved it too. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, what from Goosebumps and from Are You Afraid of the Dark, what are your favorite episodes from each? Oh, okay. So I will or say I haven't. I didn't read much of the Goosebumps books. My brother, um, he had a lot of them. So I was always looking at the covers and things. But okay. um, Goosebumps wise, I've only really watched the first season. Um, okay. And I'm on, we're on the last episode. Like this coming Saturday, we'll be recording the last episode for season one. And I Excellent. haven't really watched a whole lot of the other ones. Um, so a lot of these are kind of new to me. Um, for Goosebumps, though, I really enjoyed Welcome to Camp Nightmare, I believe it was called. Yes. Yes. Uh, that one was excellent. It is directed by uh, one of our friends of the show, uh, Ron Oliver, who I got to do an interview with um, a couple, like about a year ago, I think we sat down and did an interview with him. And it was really cool to see him kind of moving on from Are You Afraid of the Dark to Goosebumps. Cool. Um, okay. Another it. one, another one that's really weird that I really enjoyed was uh, Piano Lessons Can Be Murder. It was just Ooh, a very okay. outrageous episode. Yeah, it was good stuff. Okay uh and then what about are you afraid of the dark for are you afraid of the dark um there's a couple that really stick in my mind um from season one there's a the uh the tale of the dark music Ooh, have you okay. seen that one yes yes i have. I tend to like the spookier ones but that one uh is it's really good uh really spooky um i enjoy that one a lot um from season five there's the tale of the dead man's float which i feel like is everybody's answer to what your favorite goosebumps yes. episode is but just yes. the creature design in that episode is just so fantastic. I can't not talk about it. I that's crazy. It, that's in season five. That's season five. Yep, season five, episode one. Oh, okay. I th I don't know why I thought Tale of the Dead Man's Float. I thought that was at the end of season one. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> um, I think that they did some repackaging, and um, it was like included in like a. That's got to be what it is. Yeah, like a like a collection of episodes and i think it was in that okay yeah that's got to be what it is but yes i love tale of dead man's float that's one of the first ones i saw back in the 90s uh and i thought that one was scary as hell um it, yeah. I, <laughs> I was just talk about traumatizing <laughs> exactly yeah i know especially if you're afraid of the water like god you'll never right. go back um, i mean but honestly, i can't go into a i can't go into a swimming pool without thinking about it even to this day i I've, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of my all time favorites, though, is literally episode one, season one, um, laughing in the dark. That one, oh, that I'm one's so creepy. It is. It is good. I like that one a lot. I feel like a lot of people know that one. It's just kind of that's Are You Afraid of the Dark to a lot of people is Zebo yeah. with the nose and the cigar smoke and yeah, stalking through the house and yeah dude that's great i mean for a kid's show that's pretty damn creepy you know it's pretty heavy um, yeah yeah i just I love it yeah um and it's just funny like that that it's just simple things you know like it's a simple story it doesn't have a lot of flash or drama it's just mm -hmm. a show you know it's some goofy ass kids getting in trouble um 
And then the idea of like a group of friends sitting around a campfire telling scary stories, you know, like the midnight society itself. So cool. It's so my favorite part. And I, you know, I kind of didn't really realize this until kind of revisiting the show, but a lot of the kids like around the midnight society, they were kind of like your friends, you know, like I would have loved to have Gary as a best friend, you know, telling me some stories around a campfire or Betty Ann or, or Frank, or like, they were very relatable in a way that made it feel like they were your buddies. Absolutely. Um, have you watched the, the, the re, um, the new like seasons, like the ones where they, what do you think about them? Yeah. So it's interesting. So we started doing, are you afraid of the dark? And then there were talks about doing an, are you afraid of the dark movie, which ended up being a three-part miniseries. Um, it had like, uh, Jeremy Taylor, I believe his name is the kid from it who plays Ben. Oh yeah. um, Yeah. So he's in it. It's called like the carnival of doom. And that came out in October, I believe, of 2019. So about six months after we started the show. And we covered the first episode back when it came out because we were like, oh, you know, we're going to cover something new. It's got it's going to be a lot of people are talking about it. Like, let's let's get our name out there with it. But we didn't really follow up with it. You know, we kind of kept going on. I think we were in season two at the time. So we just kind of kept going. And we were like, we'll naturally get there eventually, you know, after another two years or something. And um, sure. yeah, we ended up getting to it. Uh, the first season, I thought it was all right. Um, for some reason, they didn't do a lot of references, though. Um, there weren't very many references to the old show in it. And I was a little disappointed in that regard. But they just did another season in uh, 2021. Have you had a chance to watch that one yet? You know, I haven't. I've, I've been seeing right. stuff on it. I just haven't seen it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I did an interview with the showrunner for it. Uh, his name is... Um, JT Billings and uh, he was on our show you know he was kind of hyping up the new season that came out I believe it was in February of 2021 when it came out and uh, it's very uh, it's very good I mean it's a little different you know they don't do the campfire stories so it's not quite like anthology like we want but um, it's just kind of a continuous story um, with the new midnight society and you know new group of kids kind of working through like a curse that's surrounded the town and there is definitely a lot of uh, homage to the original series in it. and it was it was really satisfying like in its own entity as well as kind of being a successor to are you afraid of the dark it was really great that's pretty good um i'll have to check it out so question I, i'm curious if you know the show do you remember a show uh in the 90s on disney channel uh mm-hmm. called so weird i do yes i actually get a lot of people that want us to cover so weird and Dude. um you know, we were originally when we made the show, um, it was up all night an are you afraid of the dark podcast. And, um, you know, it took a, it took a while, you know, there was a hundred episodes of the show, but we did eventually finish are you afraid of the dark and we've kind of moved on to goosebumps. So we've rebranded, rebranded as a horror anthology podcast so that we can go into, you know, like tales from the crypt or uh, twilight zone, uh, tales oh. from the dark side, just all of those really, like there's so many anthology shows out there. I'm really yes. excited to see what we can do next. Um, but I do get a lot of people that are like, Hey, are you going to cover so weird? And I would like to, but I don't think it's quite anthology enough for our podcast, but um, there's a lot of fans. Um, I've seen a few episodes back when I was a kid and I, I enjoyed what I saw and I'd love to revisit it kind of on a personal level, but I'm not quite sure if we're going to do it on our show. Yeah, that one, I'll tell you what, that was another spook one um, that yeah. kind of had a little bit more like scariness to it. Um, 
I, and I never saw the whole thing. And I think they, it was very quick. They only had like one or two seasons. Um, yeah. it, it wasn't on yeah. for very long, but that one, man, I just felt like it really was really spooky compared to everything else that was on. Um, there was one where there was one episode where they like get abducted by aliens and they're having like flashbacks <laughs> of it. Uh, but they can't remember quite exactly what happened. And I, for me, when I was growing up, aliens and UFOs was something I was deeply invested in. I loved that. Um, you know, even as just a conspiracy theory or is reality, what, you know, either way, I just yeah. loved it. And I loved like watching alien movies with my buddies. But when that episode came on, man, it was spooky because it was exactly, it was well done. It was like, they talked to people who had been like, quote unquote, abducted by aliens, um, yeah. and got those stories and were trying to recreate it kind of like, um, the new damn on Netflix. I think they did a recreation of unsolved mysteries. And oh, there's like nice. a, there's like a, um, which is another great show, by the way. Um, yeah. They did an episode about UFO abductions in like a town, like where the whole town pretty much gets abducted or something like that. Um, and so it's similar. There are parallels there. And that kind of story was always spooky to me. Like I wasn't so much uh, into like ghosts and demons as I was afraid of like aliens and alien abductions and things like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, the nineties and, you know, early two thousands was a great time for aliens. Cause you know, we had the X-Files of course, but we also had oh, like God. signs can come out and that was kind yes. of like a big movie when it came out. That was scary um, as hell. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't watch that until recently. And I was kind of like, I remember everybody being scared of it. And I was just like, um, you know, well today, but, yeah, today it's underwhelming for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, that was really the 90s. I remember Alien being really big. I mean, the original one came out in like, what, 79? And then we had Aliens in the 80s. But Alien 3 came out in the early 90s and then uh, Alien Resurrection. And that was a big time. I remember having some like Alien toys and stuff. Yeah, definitely. I know. Scott, so much goodness. I hope I hope people are listening or having nostalgia flashbacks right now, getting all the goodness in it. Um, Okay, man. I think we're going to wrap things up, but I just okay. I want to thank you again for for being on and coming on and talking some nostalgia. I'd like to get Absolutely. you back on again, and maybe we can get your co-host on too. One of these, uh, one of these <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's he's got a hard. It's pretty tough scheduling him uh, with things. What we normally do is like we record at about eight eight in the morning currently, uh, Eastern Standard Time, which is like ten p.m. his time. But daylight savings is coming up, and. Uh, he goes, he goes ahead an hour and we go back. So I end up having to wake up at like five o'clock to record with him. So it's 10 PM his time, but yeah, it's okay. tough. It's, it's tough. Australia is far away. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no doubt. But um, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it together. I'd like, like to, you know, and anybody listening to the show, if this is a subject you're interested in, or if you want to hear some more nostalgia fun, uh, just email me at Cameron.Harman, H-A-R-M-A-N at yahoo.com uh, and send in your requests. But yeah. And also um, if you'd like to go ahead and name drop your podcast and where people can find you on social media and stuff, that'd be great too. Oh yeah. Yeah. No problem. So we do uh, it's private Island presents up all night a horror anthology podcast so we changed it to uh, up all night or we did private island presents because we weren't sure what we were going to do next you know if we were going to continue are you free of the dark longer or whatever but we just did it as a, a nice branding there um you can find us on twitter at prvt island um i do i do some posts there mostly kind of engagement to people you know asking them what their favorite goosebumps cover is you know uh, making gifts and stuff like that i'm a little bit more active on on uh, instagram that's at private island presents 
Um, we, we make gifts every week for the episodes we cover. So if you're looking for some nostalgic goodies, you know, we have a, a wide repertoire of, uh, of episodes. Every episode we cover, we do gifts for. Um, we make specific content that uh, I think is funny. So check it out. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay, been, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. So the plan is to have you back again so we can get some more nostalgia okay. goodness. And hey, also, maybe one of these times we can do a live on Instagram, maybe like closer to Halloween, oh, yeah. we can do, some, For do sure. something fun like that. Yeah, um, so if, you, if you're interested, like every Wednesday night about 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, I watch full length episodes of uh, of Goosebumps right now. But, you know, if it goes over, we do some Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes too sometime. Yeah, I do catch that every now and then. Um, when I remember <laughs> to do it, I jump on there and I always try to come in there and drop a PIP. <laughs> it's fun. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Excellent. All right, cool. Well, thank you again, man, for being on. And My pleasure. Um, My for, pleasure. for everybody else, we'll catch you next week. We'll hopefully have another exciting guest on here to talk about happiness and how you can have more of it. But thanks again, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.